Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I just realized probably should have rehearsed that. Maybe I think that's good. I think we're good. Trying it cold. Nailed it. We do bar mitzvah. Even our version just gave me chills. Exactly. All right. So we should start this whole thing off. First of all, it is the Snark Awakens. Uh, Snark Monkey has been on a bit of hiatus, and this is, I think, a great reason to bring back the group cast, because um, if you believe all the hype and watch all the advertising, it is the cinematic event of the millennium. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, far. Right. We're talking is. about sisters, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> I thought, no, we're not talking about Alvin and the Chipmunks? Yeah. Uh, the, Danish, the Danish girl, I believe. <laughs> yes, Danish girl. Cinematic oh experience. I'm of glad the we got them all in there. Um, so, before we begin, I think anybody who is listening to this who hasn't seen the movie, the four of us in the room right now, by the way, four white guys. Yep. <laughs> Great. Exactly. Um, how, Nailed how, it. Nailed it. How, how big of a nerd fest is this going to be? Um, if you haven't seen the movie, you you should probably wait to listen to this until you do, because there will be major... We are going to talk about major plot points. We are going to talk about Spoilers. things that will completely ruin the, the experience of the film for you. So just know that. Now, before we actually get into that, I do want to tell you about our own Star Wars adventure last night, um, because it was rife with peril. <laughs> um, and I, uh, so I procured tickets weeks ago, as a lot of people did. Didn't it set some sort of ridiculous record the moment it, it broke Fandango? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, From weeks, Google, probably. Yeah. It, it, Fandango. Highest like, Thursday night sh- opening ever in history. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to be a ridiculous. Th- so, uh, got tickets for the Grove in Los Angeles. Um, I immediately regretted it as soon as I bought it because I was like, oh, the week before Christmas at the Grove, that's just not going to be pretty. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, I, every theater is going to be crowded. It's Thursday night, which is weird how they say it opens December 18th, but you can go at 7 o'clock on the night before. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I still haven't figured out that. Yeah, exactly. It's a soft uh, opening. So we had a 1045 screening, right. and I'm working on the radio, and the uh, I got the board op who's going to follow me and run tracks that night. I got her to come in early just in case there was tough time parking or whatever, right? The first thing she says, where are you guys going to see it? The Grove. Oh, I heard they evacuated. <laughs> we're like, no, <laughs> what? <laughs> no. So we're, you know, we're Googling, we're looking at it, and you guys probably saw the story. It was reported at KTLA first. Um, they had an evacuation. An alar- fire alarm was pulled at some point. They stopped all the screenings, put everybody out of the theaters, but eventually realized it was a false alarm, no big deal. But being 
on edge as everyone in the world is right now, yes. and everyone's probably waiting for somebody to do something stupid. Mm-hmm. The one theater we're going to is the one that gets evacuated. <laughs> so here's the problem with that. Everybody's back in. They get to see their movie. But by the time we got there, all the screenings were delayed because of that. And you know with those multiplexes, and I don't know where you guys saw it, but there are many, many showings of this movie going on simultaneously, some in 3D, some in 2D, right? right. So our screening was supposed to be at 1045. We could tell everything was delayed. There were a lot of people standing in the hallway. 1045 turns to 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock t- turns to 1115. The 3D showing down the hallway that starts at 11.15 is full and starting. And the 10.45 show has yet to be seated. Oh, boy. Everybody gets out of the previous screening. They still won't let you in. The big, giant cleaning cart goes in there, and we're all going... We don't care. We will sit in filth. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Let us see them. And exactly. Alex, fill in at exactly. any point. Alex, how, how, what was the pain in your stomach like? Were you about doubled over? Oh, yeah. I think I had my first ulcer and hernia <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, we were highly frustrated. And I didn't help matters either by doing the joke, ah, why don't we just go home? And <laughs> Oh, boy. I wasn't, wow. I wasn't having it. Yeah. Yeah. The, beer, the beer was wearing off at that he, point, yeah. too. He had no sense of humor about that, that hilarious joke. <laughs> Let's just get Wetzel Pretzel and go home. <laughs> So, uh, finally, we get seated 45 minutes late, I want to say. I think no, it was... A full hour. It wasn't a full hour? Uh, okay. We didn't get into the theater until midnight, and it was 10... Uh, yeah. No, no. We got in We got in by 11.45 or so. We, we were about know, an hour dude. late. I don't know, dude. Um, <laughs> it just felt like midnight. Everybody yeah. gets in there. Everybody's a little frustrated and on edge and making jokes, but people are still relatively jovial. We finally get to sit down and watch this movie. So the manager's there. They get everybody seated. She basically looks up and says, got some? No, this is what we hear. And, and we're on row N, okay? Yeah. We got some bad <laughs> Terrified. So, <laughs> the crowd is going, we can't hear you! <laughs> so finally she's, she, she was she, terrified to speak up, by the way. She <laughs> manages to eke out, we're sorry, this screening will not be available in 3D. Uh, we're very sorry. You won't need your glasses. Enjoy the show. And she's gone. She ran. She ran. <laughs> so, okay, again, still, we're an hour late. And everyone and, took it very well, actually. And, and it was Not like, uh, you know what? Okay, fine. We just want to see the movie. Right. All right? So, trailers start. And people are even yelling, we don't care about, we will sit in filth and skip the trailers. Just show us the Star Wars. Yes. Okay, first sign that something's gone wrong, the trailers are in 3D. Now, normally, you would never see 3D trailers unless you're in a 3D showing because Mm -hmm. they have everything computerized and connected, right? Right. Am I right? Absolutely. Sure. Um, So we're thinking, okay, well, this is weird. And the biggest laugh of the evening basically was the the slide that went up that said, put on your 3D glasses now. (laughs) We're like, ha, 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 hilarious. So the movie starts, right? The Lucasfilm oh, no. comes up, Aww. glimmer, 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 glimmer. <gasps> oh, and then a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and go. Oh, this is uh, uh, projection's not great, but uh, you know it's going to be fine. Da 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 da. da. And instead of that thrill I knew I would get when right. that giant big moment of John Williams score hits, all I can think is, wow, those stars are really fuzzy back there. <laughs> so I put on my 3D glasses, and it just gets worse. And I look over at Alex, and he's like, yay, Star Wars! <laughs> and I'm like, does it look, are your glasses okay? So his were fine. Mine were bad. So I get up. 
Excuse me, pardon me. Excuse me, pardon me. <laughs> this is like right? a, this is like a sprint to get new glasses yes. immediately. So I'm down it's the street. Not, not only him, but like tons of yeah. People. There's, tens, there's at least stampede. ten or twelve people going. I can't. So I go out. Shuffle, shuffle. These are not working. I said, really? I said, I swear to you. <laughs> and so they take another pair. They have to put it over the little tester. Right. Okay. These. All right. I'll go. So at least this time, smart enough to stand there at the front. Right. I I think I've just at the very end of the crawl, so I don't even know what the crawl says. Right. Right. So I slap them on, fuzzy. Nope. Go back. <laughs> now by this time there are like three, four, five, six people there in front of me, and one person is standing there with their ticket going. Uh, so are you saying my screening's going to be? And I'm like, I have no time for you. I need glasses now. So yes. I'm I'm the rude guy pushing my. Okay. They test it. These will work. I go. Thank you. I go back in. Test him. Looks good. Get up to row N. All I can see out of the corner of my eye is Max Von's frickin' Seedow, like, intoning this really important thing. And Oscar Isaac is looking all awesome. And, right. and it's, oh, we're not... Uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna be alone for long. Whatever the line is, little B eighty eight is around there. Oh, hilarious! Excuse me, pardon me. Excuse me. Crush some girl's foot. Oh, trip God. over some shit that they can't see because they've got their three D glasses on. They don't see me coming. I literally fall to my knees into the aisle. <laughs> oh my God! Alex helps me up. I plant myself in my seat. Finally, like, yeah, you're like out of breath. I you finally, didn't see the movie. You were in a Lucy sketch. My, yeah, you're like my Brando, heart is racing. Of course, you're like Brando after Ty. You're sweating. I, I, and I'm like, what's happened? And Alex goes, Luke Skywalker has vanished. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, so the first big battle begins. Uh, Poe gets in his X-wing. He sucks up little B-88 into his thing. There's the, uh, you were making a comment about the effects in that what? first little part. It was like you immediately were like in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 it seemed like the old uh, like uh, laser hits the back of the uh, the X-wing, and you see the old sparks that mm-hmm. were from the oh yeah, the yeah. old school. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the vibe was immediately like so, oh you're so in satisfying. right. Yeah, you're in good hands. All right, so then it's like uh, the, the 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 X-wing gets shot. He jumps out. He shoots. The, the stormtrooper marks, bam, shoots the second one. The other stormtrooper runs over, has his moment. And by the way, kudos to uh, Boyega for actually being able to act through a frickin' stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, like, exactly. You saw the regret in him through this white helmet, right? <laughs> yeah. So he's got the stripe of blood across his... Mark like his, a Greek god. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mass training. So you can see immediately there is regret in his, quote, eyes. And the screen goes black. <laughs> oh, no. The lights go up. Was there an immediate, like, just scream or groan? Or what was, like, the audio like? Well, it was a mix because there were some people who were like, I can see the movie. It's okay. And there were half the people in the theater going, these glasses aren't working. <laughs> and there are people shouting. Oh, yeah. During the, during the first, like, t- uh, five, what do we get through? Five, not even five minutes. Three minutes? Maybe maybe five. And, and people were going, start the movie over. Yeah. Start it over. <laughs> yeah, it was, oh, it was just chaos. I mean, because oh, no. everybody was having a different experience, but we were all delayed. And half the people in there, let's face it, at 1045, were probably intoxicated. Of course. Yeah, yeah. and right. surly at that yeah, point. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so lights go up. Wait, wait, wait. What is going on? The guy next to me is like, Communicate with us. <laughs> I mean, there's all sorts of stuff happening now. There's an insurrection building. Yes. I, we, we've got our own, you know, re- resistance building within the. You know, there's a group forming up at the top that's going to storm the gates. So finally, they come in and say, "We need to collect your glasses." And I was like, "And the people are yelling, just play us the 2D version. At this point, we'll take anything. We'll, we'll watch the Clone Wars again. We don't right. care. Exactly. Not that drastic. So." 
one guy starts collecting all the glass. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, this is going to take forever. One by one. So Alex starts helping. He's actually out there, you know, thinking, I'm going to help this along. But in the back of my mind, I'm going, this is a trap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. Because the moment he collects every one of the glasses, he turns around, looks up, and goes, all right, you knew this was coming. And we're like, oh. No. This screening has been canceled. Oh, my. Oh, boy. And that's when my favorite moment of the night is when somebody who apparently bought nachos threw their nachos at the security guy. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Except, yeah, because uh, aerodynamically, they're not necessarily (laughs) built to go sailing across the room. (laughs) The the G-Sauce. It it actually was, so they hit people in the audience who were completely innocent in this. Um, and it, it actually resulted in one of the best lines of the night. Yeah, do you know, remember it? I, it, it was something like, um, you know, people were asking, who threw that? And they was like, it was that woman, that loud-mouthed woman who just walked out. I was like, how, would she think it was going to hit the guy? And the guy said something like, this is Star Wars. It's a theater full of nerds. Nobody's got an arm that good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was pretty great. That is absolutely probably... My favorite story this year. Yeah. It's not done. Oh, yeah. So we are told chaos. the manager will be here momentarily to let you know about refunds or whatever. So we're just like, we're, we're just sitting there stunned. So if it's, we like, to, it's like 1230 at this point, give or take. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think we're closing in on 1230, 1215, oh, 1230. Lord. Oh, no. So, uh, the manager never shows up. Manager is in his or her office, huddled in a corner, of scared course, to death crying. because it's been the shittiest night of her life. Yeah. Their life, <laughs> probably in the fetal Let's position, rocking back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Fire alarm went off earlier. There's, you know, to try and serve all these unruly customers, and there are people walking around in Wookiee costumes, and there's, you know, multiple, <laughs> you know, Princess Leia bun hairdos going mm-hmm. on, and they're like, I wish I was just home in bed. Yeah. So we finally get some minion gets in in there and yells very bravely. You can st- go to guest services. You can get refund. Blah blah blah. By the time we actually crowd out with the rest of the hundreds of people in this packed theater, right. the guest services line is already several hundred people long mm-hmm. with two people manning it. Well, yeah. Uh, and right around that time, a very angry person is walking around the lobby at full voice. I need to see a manager. There are only two people, and people are <laughs> My already. My was there. <laughs> wow! So this is when I look at Alex wow, and go, "Mom, we're out of here." Yeah, just yeah, just. And our out. option would have been, we probably could have gotten tickets for like a one a.m. screening or whatever. So he, here's what we did, and this will lead to now finally the discussion that we came for. And I'm sorry that's taken so long, but wow. Uh, we decided, A, we're not coming back to the Grove Pacific Theaters tomorrow. <laughs> the, AKA the there will be e- Evil Empire. Yes, exactly. Yes. We are going to the Arclight. I'm going to buy tickets for 9 a.m. We're going to get six hours of sleep and get up and go. Are you cool with that? And the boy was in, and we did it. It was flawless. And what we lost in having that kind of group you know, response, because it was a very small crowd this morning. Yeah. At least we got on time, good projection, uh, no issues. There was one. No, like, comedic shout-outs during. Yeah, no commentary, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I, th- I was afraid the night, uh, that night, because of the frustration in the crowd, that we would have gotten a lot of. Yeah, I mean, we got a little of that even mood. at the beginning. So anyway, so we did see The Force Awakens this morning. As did I. 
<laughs> so you saw it with a sparse crowd. I saw it at 8 a.m. at the Arclight across the street. And my, and Matt, did you see the I big crowd? I saw it at 11 o'clock last night with a completely packed crowd at the Arclight across the street, mm-hmm. which was wonderful. Projection's great. Awesome, awesome theater over there. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was, it, was, it, was, it was something to see, the energy of that crowd. That's the thing I may have missed the most, is that there are moments in that movie that are woohoo-worthy. And uh, in our screening... It was quite a sedate crowd, and I believe the only woohoos came from Alex and I. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I, I think I had the same thing. Although to remedy that, I'm actually seeing it tonight—a uh, screening with the Producers Guild, where it will, there will be a lot of woohoo people. Yeah, yeah that's what I, I told somebody else. They were like, "Yeah, I'm going to go to one of those early morning screenings," and then I was like, "Yeah, just then just pick a night, like go by yourself and see it again with a big crowd." Yeah, because I mean, yeah, everybody screams. It's like. Everybody was waiting in the crowd I was at for all the stars to show back up, right? right. So it was just like you know a massive moment when like Han walks in or Chewie walks in or yeah. Leia walks in. Everybody just screamed, you know. So that was kind of fun to to kind of be a part of that. Yeah, it's I st- I still got the emotional kind of personal response mm-hmm. to again that that opening theme. The logo yeah. comes up. Right. You can't help but get wrapped on it, but upped in it. And but, grab your neighbor yeah. and celebrate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I remember feeling the same way at the Phantom Menace as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and over the course of yeah. two hours, my enthusiasm waning to the point of it actually being yeah. the equivalent of your testicles being sucked up into your abdomen when you jump in a cold ocean. It's yeah. just yeah, like, exactly. wow. But here's what I will say, and I want to go around the table real quick as I introduce people. Um, I was thoroughly satisfied. I loved the movie. I will see it again. I was more emotionally impacted than I thought I would be to the point of like welling up kind of, and we'll get to those moments. I was very moved by this movie, surprisingly so. I know I wanted to be. I didn't think I would be, and I was really happy I was, and ultimately give it very, very high marks, and we'll dig into the minutia of it. Matt, what was your response? This is Matt Johnson, everybody, writer, producer, actor. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I was really moved by it as well. You know, I thought it was a great reintroduction to the franchise. It finally... when I talk about being in the big crowd where I was at, I could sense nerves from the crowd. Everybody was like, "Oh, they so wanted it to be good." Yeah. You know, I think everybody was more nervous. Like, "Oh no, what if it? What if it's? What if it's the prequels again?" You know, <laughs> yeah. I, everybody was talking about that. And like a guy I sat with, everybody was you know like chatting as we were going in, just strangers to each other. Guy I sat beside was like, "I just want it to be good. It doesn't have to be great. It just has to be good." Well, I think we all, knowing J.J. Abrams as the fanboy that he is, and right. seeing the trailers and and getting the feel from. Um, what we had seen, I think we all knew that it would not be the prequels. Absolutely. I think we knew it wouldn't suck. And by the way, Alex and I did a little, we, we actually bit the bullet and went back and watched episode one and two, couldn't make it to three. Yeah. And those are not good movies. No, they're not. I good. mean, they're just not, <laughs> they're not satisfying yeah. movies. Yeah. Not to mention the Star Wars universe feels like raped right <laughs> it's like yeah. and we'll talk about that for too. me yeah so but like, but i thought at the very least we would get a good solid action film out of it because jj knows how to do that yeah. but it ended up being more absolutely right? more for me i thought it was awesome it was a great reintroduction to the franchise for me it was like what you said it was like welcome back to the star wars universe it's like it looked right you know alex said the sparks you know just little things it looked right it felt right the scroll at the beginning sounded right mm-hmm. you know like it, it, it did i mean if you go back to those prequels and read the scroll you're like oh this just sound it sounds terrible it look you know no look hey the first line we get when we finally saw the movie and I could pay attention to it, after 
The, I mean, the first line in the crawl. Yeah. Luke Skywalker has vanished. Absolutely. You're, you're, like, you're like, whoa, you're already <laughs> in. Fuck me. I'm, yeah, I'm already hands. in. Yeah, you're already in. Just from a pure storytelling standpoint, and I think that crawl was the was mm-hmm. the, the, the sure sign that we were in for a good story Absolutely. in that world. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it was just, I mean, admittedly, it was just plot-driven, but that's what we're looking for. Yep, yeah. We want to know where these people have been. And, and to tell us right up top, Luke Skywalker has vanished? Fuck you, why? Yeah, exactly. Let's go so, find him. Yeah, exactly. And it <laughs> and boy do. And it takes the whole movie to answer that question. Yeah. Mikey, your yeah. emotional response. Um I, I I like you, like everybody here, I just I hoped it did, it wouldn't suck. I, I you know, I'd set the bar very low. I, I, I know what JJ is capable of doing and he can do everything from Star Trek to Star Trek into Darkness. So you <laughs> You're not really quite sure what you're going to get story-wise. For me, tone is everything. And yeah. what it had is it had the tone of, right. the, of right. the original trilogy. Right. It the felt story, like the, the original The story trilogy. was good. The effects were good. It wasn't all digital, thank God. Thank there was like Lord. real props and real actors and suits and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, he said early on that for him it was that very delicate balance of kind of the organic there in the moment enhanced by the digital. And again, I think we can all yeah, you know, go back did. to the prequels yeah, and, and say... Great. Everything felt digital. Yeah, you just felt so removed from everything in the in the, in the in the uh, second trilogy, the yeah. one, two, and three. So yeah, sitting in the theater this morning, I was just struck by how on how tonally correct it was. The music was hitting in all the right spots. Yeah. The acting was relatively pretty good. Um, you know, for Star Wars, yeah. but yeah. It just, and it didn't it, the, feel all homage. It wasn't. No, no they I mean, some gone that far. Some of the some of the Star Trek stuff, especially in his in JJ's second one, I think the reboot was, was a great. fantastic movie. Yeah, I think agreed. the second one felt very winky to fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I was a little worried about that. And I think that when you say tonally, and and we're talking about how it kind of put us back in that, it didn't feel like there. It was so loaded with references or. Or visuals or things, it 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 put us back in that universe exactly the way it was created, but not in some sort of kind of knowing or inside yeah, way. Does yeah. that make no, sense? Absolutely. absolutely. It absolutely. felt yeah. really it felt really organic. I mean, I watched I watched you know uh, four, five, and six leading into this, and coming right off God, Return we of the Jedi. Done that yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched four, five. I did too. Wrong, wrong, yeah, wrong, I watched wrong, four, five, and six, and literally I watched you know, Return of the Jedi last night before we went in. Right. I watched I won- it last night as well. Absolutely. And so coming from Return of the Jedi straight into this, it felt like the same world as opposed to when Amazing. you saw one, two, and three. It was like, what world is this? Yeah. It didn't even look the same color. Well, or anything. I give them. I, I, I mean, I, the only thing about the prequels I give a little slack is that yes, we're seeing the past. We're seeing characters we don't know that are going to develop into characters we know and and so there that's that was probably a bigger job than Lucas should have taken on, and our Absolutely. expectations couldn't have been higher. So the advantage that J.J. had was he was dealing with people that we wanted to see again, and he was delivering them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, having said that, you're right. That world, Naboo, is this kind of like utopian world that we can't relate to because it's too goddamn beautiful, yeah. whereas... Like the, I'll just jump to the very last scene that where where um, Ray ends up is is gorgeous Absolutely. and kind of the greens are greener than maybe any green I've ever seen, mm-hmm. but it still felt like an accessible place yeah. to me. No, because she was it was it was her in a location rather than on a set in front of a green screen. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And as she said earlier in the movie, I never knew there was this much green in the universe. She had only seen sand around her. Right. So right. it was interesting to see her throughout the movie kind of go into these these more rich lands everywhere she went. In the mm-hmm. same way that Luke did discovering places that she Absolutely. never thought she would yeah. see. I mean she was basically a mirror of Luke. Yeah. Um yeah. Alex you 
you were right next to me the whole time. Yeah. We did a whole lot of, of elbowing and, I was gonna and say, elbowing each other, <laughs> uh, grabbing each other's arms. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and it's interesting with Alex because obviously I'm the guy that showed him the first Star Wars movies. I don't know if you even remember how old you were, maybe when uh, you saw. Pretty young. I mean, I've rewatched them a bunch of times with friends and, and throughout high school and college, and found a new love and a reverence for it throughout. You know, yeah, but as a different generation, you and your friends found it and got as passionate about it yes. as anybody else, even though they were those goddamn special edition versions that came out. Oh, yeah, out. which you can't, you can't even avoid anymore. It's impossible yeah. to, well, unless yeah. you have a VCR. Yeah, he's killed he's <laughs> had, those? He's, had a, he's done a better job of killing the original versions of the movies than he has the Star Wars Christmas special. Which I do have a very uh, crystal clear copy of on DVD oh, if you're man. interested. Wow. Yeah, nobody Christine. should be interested in that. <laughs> uh, I will give I will give the Star Wars Christmas special one thing. It's the introduction of Boba Fett. Yes, oh, is, it, is that true? That it's is the true. First place. The first place I, I always Boba want him some more Boba Fett. Yeah. I'll tell you that is that is the only thing it has going for. It is the first time uh, we see Boba Fett is this Christmas special. Well, it's but you also have B. Arthur. It's probably so B. Arthur's sort of <laughs> probably B. Arthur's finest work. Yes. Uh, and Harvey Corman tour de force. Um, so, as a twenty-something, as yeah. the lone twenty-something in the group, um, you seemed to be on the same page in terms of an emotional response. Yeah, to it. absolutely. I mean, I mean, I had all the nostalgia too that I could muster up in my twenty-four years of life, but. Um, <laughs> It was. It was still. Sorry, but um, but it. What was fun is that you know the. Well, it clear, still clearly, is coming from an, an, a childhood and into adolescent oh, yeah, thing. Absolutely. The same for us. You just happen to see it on a and smaller funny, screen. When did you? Because you, yeah, and I watched it through college, which is a whole different sort of experience with the two, a different relationship with stoned. It. Yeah, super super high. Of but um, <laughs> of course. But, um, yeah, he didn't super, watch it in THX. He watched it in THC. <laughs> but yeah, but the fun the fun thing coming at, uh, from my perspective is that I, I've been a fan of JJ, and I think that it it could have gone too winky, and I was I was super fearful of that too. But as much reverence as he held with it, the little doses of irreverence that were in there felt really fresh and really nice. I mean. There were a lot of great laughs in it. Yeah, Oscar Isaac makes that joke right away. It's like, sorry, I can't really hear you through the mask. And right away, it's like, yeah, it was great. Just a splash of self-awareness. It never goes further than that, which is is really nice. I was really uh, immediately, like um, Oscar Isaac's character, Poe, at the very beginning, does have this kind of swagger to him that's not quite a Han Solo swagger. It's a different kind of swagger. And for a moment, I was like, oh, is he going to be the smart-ass he got? But it was just the right... He's such a good actor. He's amazing. And it was just the right touch of... Those little but moments it, without going over. It's the right thing of the character studies that worked in four, five, and six, and didn't in one, two, and three. The, uh, you, you came in one, two, and three with these characters that are apparently already established and you knew nothing about, and they never explained themselves. And like what you experience with these characters in, in, in this film, they change throughout. The, you learn things about them because of their environment and how they react to it. And so the saturation comes from the experience, not from a preset sort of, you know. All right. right. So I, I remember, like when when he said that line about like I can't hear you through the mask, and then we start to follow up with seeing some of the other characters like introduced to each other, and there were some good laugh lines. Yeah. It actually made me relax in the theater of like, okay, I can laugh. We're gonna have some fun yeah. with this. Well, but that was also yeah, it did relieved some tension. That you know? exists in the original trilogy, yeah. and again, we don't have to keep banging on the prequels, but the prequels were so like stilted, and I I want to probably give a little shout out to the fact that Lawrence Kasdan was involved. I, I, I don't know enough about how much he wrote on this and for the people who don't know Kasdan because he really hasn't been high profile as a filmmaker in a while um, he was a writer first he he was brought in for Empire 
and then also co-wrote uh, Return of the Jedi. Became a very celebrated director on his own. Body Heat is a freaking great movie. Stands the test of time. Uh, how brilliant was it that his touch is there? And I want to th- say that his humor was probably what came through. Absolutely. I would because, so. the Im- because The Empire Strikes Back was a funnier movie than the well, first one. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think that a lot of that does uh, fall squarely on Kasdan, and thank God for that. Um, yeah. The thing is, is that I've said, and maybe even heard me say this 15, 20 years ago when we talked the prequels before, um, the thing with Lucas is that he is a really good, he's a good storyteller. He's a bad writer. Mm-hmm. Right. And not so, a particularly great director. And not <laughs> no. an especially good Honestly, director. Yeah, You're right. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, as much affection as I have for A New Hope, when you watch it with kind of fresh eyes after a while, mm-hmm. you realize, wow, it moves really slow. Absolutely. There's Empire a lot of, and Return are way stronger. Yeah. yeah. And that there's a lot of that one-on-one talking head stuff, which the prequel is almost nothing mm-hmm. but scenes of, here's an action piece, and here's two people talking about the Senate and the trade <laughs> right. agreements. Action, exposition, what? exposition, exposition, yeah. exposition, yeah. action, exposition, exposition, exposition. Standing. That's what I'm saying. They fill us in instead of let us experience yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. And so I didn't have, I mean, while there may have been a, a moment or two of drag here and there, simply because they had to kind of establish something because I have a feeling things are going to be paid off later on, that sort of thing. <laughs> we'll, I we'll never I never felt like I was going, going to get on no, with it. In fact, it moved like crazy. Yeah, for it was very fast. For a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Stuff. And it, all, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And just so, the right amount. <laughs> So I so I give I mean if you it, let's let's just specifically JJ Abrams as a director um give him a grade. I give him a strong A, you know? Yeah, absolutely A. For me, the filming was really beautiful, even in some of the digital shots like you talked about earlier. Just the way he filmed, like, the TIE Fighters or the X-Wings mm. coming in, they had his they had his, his filmmaking technique like he used in Star Trek so well yeah. that it didn't look so digital. It looked tangible. It looked, you know, it looked yes. really beautiful. See, TIE, TIE Fighters, Fighters in, in the, the sunset. In the daytime. In the daytime. <laughs> on a planet as opposed to always absolutely. out. I mean, to have... And X-Wings over water. Cinematography nothing is sexier. wonderful. Yeah, nothing sexier. beautiful. Yeah, so filmed. so that's the thing. We saw familiar figures and familiar flight patterns mm-hmm. and and certain things repeated, but in, in a life. completely new way. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, great for JJ, uh, Mike. I give him an A. Yeah, absolutely an A. And Alex, yeah, A, absolutely. All right. So yeah, strong, strong, strong. And oh, by the way. Not too many goddamn lens flares. Thank no. you. No, Seriously. no, because that—that's why he gets the A. If exactly. there was anything, water on the lens or anything. Yeah, if there was anything that distracted me incredibly about the Star Trek movies was his need to look like Spielberg's. You know, <laughs> yeah, like he was shooting with film and using these long. It's like no. You're doing that on purpose, you son of a bitch. Yeah, that's yeah. not a. That's not a stylistic thing. That was a flaw in the technology at the time that just happened. Our eyes don't see that way. Right. We don't really see that. Yeah. So thank you, JJ, for backing off on the limbs. Absolutely. Amen that. Absolutely. And just you know, kudos to him for picking these beautiful locations. It has ce- okay. it, it had beautiful cinematic locations in this. You weren't stuck in a soundstage on green screen. You know, you were you, you were in deserts and you were in green lush environments. Well, you that's know? what brought us back Absolutely. To, to that original. To Tatooine. Yes, because they we know that they went to Tunisia and all these kind of yeah, these of real places, but they were still exotic to us because we're just lunkheads. We're not going to go to those places. Yeah. <laughs> so they brought us new places that were unfamiliar, so they did feel alien, yeah. but still we could, again, relate to them. I see that that 
is made of stone. I see that that is moss growing and there. Going to the inside of an engine of a star destroyer. I don't oh, know yeah. why that was so satisfying. That was so that was amazing. Awesome. <laughs> that, that was spectacular. That, I, I, start, I started to know we were in good hands when I started to see all those like oh the you know the down destroyer you know yes, like oh this is great. Toes poking she, out. Oh, yeah. and... She's collecting like bits of pieces of metal for like some sort of weird you know food that grows in like a place. It was just you know insta bread. Insta bread. Oh yeah. dude, <laughs> that was pretty cool actually. I'm oh, like, yeah. I want some of that. I'm ready yeah. for that. Yeah. 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 Let's I mean, go it, there. It looked bland and awful, but I want to try it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's like you get a half portion it's or a the only thing, portion. The only thing they haven't marketed for Star Wars is the Insta bread. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've gotten uh, into the nitty-gritty of how the movie was made, but let's talk about the people in the movie. Because the other great balance here was, yes, we needed to see the people that we knew and that we loved and that we missed. But we also had to have new people to engage with and root for. Um, And I think across the board, uh, Boyega Spin, um, you know, they had to, uh, his motivation to become a, a resistance, you know, to to turn away from the stormtroopers seems very quick, seems a little insta to me, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. but but <laughs> kind of had to be there to to be the jumping point off. Uh, and as I said, to be able to act regret or or disdain or whatever, you know, emotion through a stormtrooper, kudos to Boyega. Absolutely. And, yeah. Um, and a little dramatic to have, like, the scar on it. It was a fun way to keep track of who he was. Yes. It was pretty clever. It was, mm-hmm. um, uh, we've got uh, Ray. Uh, Daisy Ridley. Uh, just wow, she was wonderful. But killer, right? Yeah, yeah, wonderful. And um, and uh, even uh, let's count B eighty eight, BB eight, BB eight, BB eight, BB eight, BB eight, the new droid. Yeah. yeah. Um, despite the fact B-B-8. that it's going to be the new toy that everybody wants. Yes. Totally bought into it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Great personality right on yeah. that robot. And the physics of it, the, the 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 physicality of it was so was so again funny and a way to to be connected to the previous. But to show some, some kind of progress yeah. to it, right? So we like these characters. Still, let's yeah. talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, their motivations, their, who they are. Let, let me just ask questions. Go. Um, um, I'll get your opinion on this. I'll, I'll just jump right to the uh, to the end. Um, is Ray related to Luke, and how? I think it's his daughter. Okay. It must be. I think no. I think really? I think th- that would almost be too on point for even the Star Wars universe which lives in nothing but coincidence so I, I almost think that that would be too on point for 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 well, well it brings up a lot of other questions which is you know who's the mom and which is we you know we, we had that with 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 Anakin back in the day too who's the dad yeah. and so and and you know any fan of the extended universe knows knows that you don't have to be a Skywalker to be to be a Jedi. They, right. There are Jedi of all species and, and all races, and so anybody can be a Jedi. I think it's almost too. It would be too pat if it were uh, a, if Ray were a relative or, or uh, Luke's direct daughter. But Luke could get in the line, "I am your father," and that would just be. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course, I am your. Now, uh, because all of us have only seen it once, we haven't had the, the chance to analyze, right. and I haven't read anything about it because I've stayed away from it. The the yeah. the. The sequence where she gets taken off, where the Force kind of first enters her, where mm-hmm. obviously that is Luke. I think yes. reaching out to her in some way when right. when she gets near when she hold, touches oh, right. the uh, lightsaber. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I haven't I haven't had a chance to kind of process all the images we saw there. Right. But it is definitely coming from Luke. So that that connection is coming there. He must have known about her, has felt her, has tried to get <laughs> calm wow. down. Wow, uh, he's trying to connect with her. I think. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think, think so too. Yeah, I would agree with that. So anything in those images that we can pull, because we do see, we're seeing her as a child, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, being her left behind by her parents. Yeah, yeah. The reason why I thought it was a daughter, you know, if it's not a daughter, I think it's a family member somehow. Because I, I love the idea that this Skywalker blood is always connected this kind of like family connections through the force all the way from now ren to solo and leia it's like you you can't escape these sort of like family connections it's like it's like this bloodline will always be drawn together you know it's 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 what draws them together that causes their problems and what draws them together that causes their strength and i kind of love the idea that they're all kind of tied together at the end i feel like there has to be some skywalker blood or something in here somewhere because otherwise What's the point? <laughs> yeah, no, just I, and, and I see that argument. I, I really do. But it, it, lead, it, begs, it leads to two things. One, that means she's fighting her first cousin when she's fighting Kylo Ren. Right, which I like. Which is kind of interesting, but also... Well, it's not uh, but, believe me, this has been all about family issues. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But it. it also means that the Skywalkers in general can't recognize any member of their family yeah. unless <laughs> they're standing right in front of them. Because Luke doesn't know that Leia's his sister. Right. Uh, Darth Vader doesn't know when he, in, in A New Hope that Leia's his daughter. Right. Um, and now and then you have uh, Leia and Ray having um, you know having a good hug at the end of, of this one and not knowing that that would be her aunt. Yeah. So the, these Skywalkers they need to have a reunion <laughs> or something. <laughs> and we know that there needs to be a family a, photo. Yeah. They're a little distracted. Let's face it. And we know, well, we know that Luke was also training a bunch of different Jedi at some right. point before they, they all dispersed or were killed. So there must be other you know family members with Force in them that she could have been. Yeah, sire. Or, you know, the other thing that, that you know, just let me throw out there because it popped into my mind too. What if she's related to Kenobi? Because we do have the wonderful Jedi mind thing that she does right. on her own without ever being able to right. be taught Ooh, it. I like that. I like what that if she's too. related to Kenobi somehow? Oh, I like that. Yeah, we That's know that we know very little. Absolutely. Kenobi history we do. B- between the prequels Absolutely. and sure. New Hope. Right? He was out there on a desert planet, you know, I and mean, he was. Let's face it, not uh, he was, he was pretty, a bit of, he was a, bit he was, of a player. He was a looker. He, was. Too. Yeah. he loved going to the cantina. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh Kylo Ren. Everybody in? Adam Driver Yeah, no, in for the Kylo Ren. Adam Driver not a great actor. You don't think so? No. He no, I know. Hmm. Very bland. Very Love, very distinct facial features. The yeah. mask was better. I, I, I now that now that his, <laughs> now that now that, now that his face better. got effed up and like he'll be kind of scarred and stuff that'll in help. future ones. Yeah. That'll help. He's a little too pretty. Yeah, I know. In the theater I was at when he took off his helmet the first time, yeah. um, it, it people kind of snickered. Well, you know, we're so he, used he's to seeing him with looking guy. We're you know? so used to seeing him with facial hair that right. it, it was kind of like wow, he's he is strangely androgynous and, yeah. and, and in a weird but, way. But in a so in a strange way too, you also get a little hint of Anakin. You know of um, of uh, what was his, what's the actor's name? Hayden um, Christensen. Yeah, Hayden Christensen. A little yeah. bit of that sort of poutiness in him. So yeah, I right. know he's, he's definitely got that that petulance. Yeah, the petulance. That's a good word. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't necessarily think his acting was was weak. I actually enjoyed him and the character. I just uh, I'm I'm I, I, I mean here's what I liked about Kylo Ren: the right up front recognition of the conflict uh, that he is going through. He's not. He's not specifically a. I mean, uh, we always we saw it with Darth Vader, but over the course of time, that he went from training to be a Jedi and and whatever we like think about the prequels, he had a transformation there. He became this dark, evil overlord, and then saw the glimmer of the of the light that was with him. With Kylo Ren, we start out with 
I'm conflicted. I feel the light. I'm trying to fight it. Yeah, and that's I'm, an interesting take that he's being pulled yeah. towards the light, not yeah. being yeah. pulled towards the dark, which I did like. And he's yeah, not the most too. powerful yeah. guy in the room. I wish we yeah. saw more of it. Honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. I think for me, you know, once. So he, are, are we? Are we all in agreement that uh, he is not dead? He's going to be back. Absolutely. Yeah. He's right. alive. So, Absolutely. Yeah, obviously. He's on the other side of the, the cataclysm, the ravine. The cataclysm? <laughs> the I think cataclysm? it's a chasm. Oh, chasm. chasm? chasm? Yeah. It was a chasm. A, cat, a catechism. Mm. A catechism? You went to catechism? Yeah. I, he didn't look Catholic to me. Professor yeah. Snape. Uh, <laughs> Snoke. I think it's Snoke. Snoke. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, but but um, our villains, were, well, here, here is the one thing, I, I'm kind of jumping around here, but here is the one thing, if I was going to be nitpicky and uh, point out any flaws, is that I feel like we're... Tr- so much familiar territory to the point of we're mirroring mirroring maybe a little too much. I mean, we already had one Death Star, and then we had a second, second Death Star. Yeah, yeah. So now all we've done is just kind of make everything. I mean, I love the line of yeah, that uh, Han Solo had about uh, what was it? Oh, it's bigger. I mean, yeah, it yeah, yeah, it's, it's, bigger. Um, it's a sunny. But it's an it's another planet destroyer, right. and there's also another flaw that they find. And yeah. okay, yeah. whatever. So, um, I, I and also Darth Vader ha- is an underling to you know right. somebody else who's yeah. kind of running things. But right. and also we have we have a combination of the commander guy, um, and we also have the you know all powerful dark Spooky lord chair, dude who. Is the only character that I'm kind of sitting there going, "Oh, where did he come from?" Yeah, right. yeah. 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 Now I assume we'll get more backstory sort of and Sithy, and and more will be discovered about who that is. But they just kind of mm-hmm. expect us to kind of. And here, I guess what I'm wondering is, um, could there have been a lead up to this? Obviously, there could have. Oh, uh, did, we, did we need to jump in at this point in time? I almost kind of would have liked to have seen. The, the, you know, Kylo Ren becoming who he was necessary, but maybe that's just because I wish the prequels were better, and that's basically the same storyline: <laughs> is yeah. the Apprentice sure. turning dark, uh, and if they could have done it better. So I, I, that's highly nitpicky because I love the movie, but did we need another planet destroyer? Is right. that the I, yeah. only well, way to go here? Well, what, what, what do you? How do you get bigger than that, though? And it also yeah. destroys multiple planets. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I think I don't know. I, I mean, personally like it, that, but like I can tell how a lot of like Star Wars fans are going to be nitpicky about that. I even yeah. said last night, I said if anybody is going to be nitpicky about this movie, like my cousin Scott, who already texted me this morning like, <laughs> seventeen times <laughs> about about this. Yeah. yeah, it's it was it's the same thing. It was like, well, it's the same movie. It's the same movie, and I'm like, it's not the same movie if you really look into it. But I can see how if your expectations are really super high, you're going to go, well, it's kind of the same thing, but. You know, I personally don't feel that way, but I can see where that criticism is going to come yeah. from. I think they were being a little neutral and reintroducing the universe. Yeah, right. I mean, I think I, I maybe it was uh, it was a negative review, but the the one I think it was a Variety review that said, um, you know, the film was able to bring back all the familiar aspects and make us happy to see them, but didn't. And, and this may be just too much, too ambitious to think about. Didn't give us the new wonders we were hoping for, and and I think that's impossible to do. I mean, yeah, I think we can sure. all agree the yeah. first time we ever saw Episode Four was unlike anything we'd ever seen. I mean, uh, I saw it in 1977 as a teenager in a theater, and there had not been anything. I mean, not anything like it yeah. in my 
young lifetime. And even since then, the feeling that I had of the people in the theater and, and how we reacted and when it was over, and even now looking at the flaws that movie had in the, in the slow spots or whatever, I was so willing to overlook that because I was seeing something completely new. Absolutely. A, a new hope, I remember <laughs> earlier this year... And that's going to be impossible to reproduce. Yeah. I remember earlier this year, I worked at a Star Wars convention doing a, doing a, a piece, and everybody was talking about how most like younger people now come to Star Wars through the Clone Wars, that cartoon yeah. series or yeah. whatever. So I actually thought, wondered like, you know, how much talk was coming into this movie about also reintroducing this franchise to a new generation that had only kind of seen the cartoons and the... And or, the or had or had the whole universe absolutely. at their disposal. So that, that, that's why I thought maybe while some things were familiar to us who literally can quote it and know all, all right, the details... Right. From the movie specifically. Absolutely. I thought it was super entertaining but also could have introduced this awesome franchise to like brand new people who may have only knew some things about the cartoon or the comics or whatever right, right. Yeah. you know the, uh, you know the uh the lego game or something like that <laughs> yeah. but right. now they, they they get a great star wars movie to latch onto for their own so i'm also wondering how much of it is made for a new audience and not just for all of us yeah um uh okay let's get right to it oh Uh-oh. yeah yeah uh, past the tissues did han solo need to die yes yeah Oof. Is it okay that he died? It was and, tough. Well, and I will tell you this. Um, that was a grab-onto-my-son-right-next-to-me moment. I'm sure. I yeah. even kind of felt I, it coming. I saw it coming, but I also just heard well, something recently. Sorry, go ahead. Well, let me, let me ask this. Um, was Han prepared to kill his own son in that moment? No. No. No way. Okay. No. I, I think, think even he, Han knew He saw his own bit. death, maybe. Did, Absolutely. I think when he walked out on that platform, he knew... He's coming home or I'm dying. Did... <laughs> Did Kylo actually have a struggle in that moment, or was that a, the plan all along? Did he have such resentment that it was easy for him? Was there was he asking Han to kill him no. at any point in there? No, I think I think it was all luring his. It dad was all in. a ruse. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I think. Um, and it was a horrible moment. I mean, my theater screamed out like oh, I knew. it was out. rough, and, and it was, was it was a it, you know in a. In a movie house, just as a fan, I mean, it was just a, like a gut wrenching yeah. sort of moment to see this because it's also not just the way the saber goes through him; it's the way he falls into yeah. that abyss. It's Ugh. like he's gone from our lives forever. You it know? is. It is impactful in that way, and I'll tell you, I, I, I think it had to happen for for two very good reasons. One, um, in this day and age of the way we view our entertainment, and and the take the Walking Dead, Lost, any thing that we get, Game of Thrones, <laughs> mm-hmm. anything we get caught up in, it's almost kind of standard operating procedure now we have to lose a character we yep, love absolutely i think it was the right character yep i do i i i i had a i had a feeling it was either going to be i actually thought maybe finn was going to die like they were going to introduce this new guy and you were going to love him and then they were going to take him out but but it made more sense as we went along that it was going to be somebody that familiar and here's the other reason harrison ford finally received the sweet release of death he had been hoping for <laughs> Absolutely. since 1977. Well, that's, Absolutely. What I, that's what I said. I said, stylistically, we all know Harrison Ford didn't want to keep making these movies. Yeah, right. He, he, he asked to be killed. To be killed. Early, I think right? yeah. he did. He wanted to be killed at the uh, like at the beginning of Empire Strikes yeah. Back. Yeah, right. or something. Absolutely. <laughs> so he gets that. So in that way, it's also kind of weirdly satisfying. Yeah. Um, tell me about other moments that you can think of, if you can remember them, other moments that 
gave you that charge that you yelled, that you grabbed on to whoever was next to you. I had a good three or four of those. And if I can get one of those in a movie, I'm pretty happy. I I had three or four moments of true adrenaline rush, either overt sadness or melancholy or excitement and joy. The the first um, dog fight on Jakku where Ray takes over the Millennium Falcon, not knowing that she's driving piloting the Falcon. Awesome and they're going, way they and they're going through it. the they're going through the destroyed yeah. uh, Star Destroyers. That was a great reveal too. Uh, was, a great reveal. Yeah. yeah, and and just the way it was shot and 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 uh, with with a couple of really nice throwbacks to the original movies in terms mm-hmm. of you know the tail gunner and stuff like that and. Just that whole dogfight had it had such magic the way it was shot yeah. so well, yeah. and it wasn't too chaotic. It, you, you, you knew exactly of, what was going yeah, on. Yeah, some of these and things, some of the angles of that, like you know, seeing oh, yeah. see, seeing the seeing the Falcon do a side slide. Yeah, uh, I mean, just some really cool, yeah. almost like Fast and Furious yeah. type moves out of the Falcon. Um, that would not have been technically available to uh, Lucas or or Marquand or or yeah. uh, Kasdan thirty years ago. Right, um, but they didn't overdo it. I mean, it was again, it was another instance where they did it just enough to kind of heighten things exactly. for us, but without, like I say, making it so big that we've just. I mean, it's kind of like if you've ever tried to sit through any of the Transformers movies, it's like, oh my God, there's so much crap you going even, on. You can't even see it. Like, I don't even... know what I'm looking at or who's no, doing what. Really or... I never got overwhelmed. No, absolutely. That was great. It was like the Millennium Falcon versus two TIE fighters. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was it. Yep. You know, it was just like we knew what was going on. I could see it. I could follow it. Yeah. Yeah. Who else had, uh, there was a, a gotcha moment that, that really kicked your ass. Uh, I really, uh, first, the first lightsaber battle was pretty satisfying to me. And there was something fun about. So um, specifically, what do you mean? With Finn and, um, and uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah. There's something about the, that. Maybe this is me getting sort of actively about it. There's something about the, the difference in their physicality of, me, of their skill sets with the saber that was super exciting to me, watching yeah. someone really clunkily swing one around. Well, I felt the same skilled. about Ray, too. I felt like during Ray's uh, yeah. duel uh, that. She was getting progressively stronger, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. really interesting actor, uh, tough acting yeah. thing too. Which is, I'm just going to be stabbing away at it, but I've got enough yeah. s- inherent skill to to defend myself. But she got progressively better as she opened herself up to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, let me ask R2, you. Uh, let me ask you, Alex. As long as we're talking about Finn, um, and they, and we can all weigh in on this. I feel like there's more to Finn. Than just maybe that this is what's been bugging me about him because again he has that turn and we see that at the very beginning and, it, and that has to set things off that's that's a plot point that has to happen but he's also got he's such a good marksman he's such a, he's so good in the Falcon he's such a good sharpshooter he handles the lightsaber yeah. relatively well he's very courageous uh, and it's and it's all based upon this idea that he's turning away from something. Obviously, he's been trained as a stormtrooper, so he's got some abilities. But we learned he was a janitor, basically. Right? Is there more to Is there more to Finn? Well, did you guys see? I thought it was going to come up in the, in the film, and it didn't. Did you guys see the 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 Toys R Us toy spoiler? <laughs> no. No. Did you guys oh, tell hear us, about tell this? Tell us. Tell us. Tell us. Well, I didn't bring it up because I thought it was going to be in the movie, and I didn't see it there. Oh. I was like, oh, but it might come back later. But apparently, oh wait, oh, hold on. Do we want to hear this? It's already out there. Okay. I mean, yeah. you guys should probably start taking it down. Yeah, by the time three years comes, that new movie comes yeah. out, I'll have forgot it. Yeah, yeah. me too. I've, I'm drunk now. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's crossed, probably crossed most everyone's <laughs> minds, but it's, there was a toy that came out on Toys R Us that said, um, like, like Finn, what was it, whatever his last name, or the, the, whole, the whole name, and in parentheses said Lando's son. 
Oh! No! Motherfucker, why did you tell us that? Fuck! You asked Excuse for my it. language. <laughs> wow. You asked That's, for it. You might have to go back and erase that, Larry. Wow. God you'll damn never it. erase it from our memory. I shouldn't have said anything. I'm God sorry. Damn I, did it. it really not even da- dance in your guys' minds? Did not. Did not. No. Whoa. And the only reason it's in your mind is because you're a horrible racist. <laughs> or because I just rewatched all the films. But yeah, I'm, I'm horrible. Yeah, right. <laughs> Damn. But he does say, though, that he was plucked from, like, you know, didn't never even knew his parents. Yeah, and right. that could be, that could be their racism or their, you know, it Absolutely. could be. That could be Toys R Us being Let's just say Toys R Us is. Yeah, let's just say Toys R Us is dumb. Okay, Toys R Us, you are racist. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that that theory has going for it. That's the only thing. I know. do think his story, there's more to be told because. For me, if somebody will flip once, they'll flip again. So, you know, I I, I wonder if there's going to be some conflict later on down the line. I do like the fact that they brought in this idea because the stormtroopers were these just kind of neutered, you know, things. We never, you know, people (laughs) got people really got up in arms. Not not so much about the fact that it was an African-American male, although people had their stupid comments about it. But the fact that a stormtrooper would take his helmet off. And I thought that was in a weird way kind of a brave thing to do in this universe and to actually give a little bit of sense that they're not just these eunuchs, you know, yeah, that they are actually, they're trained from yeah. birth, you know, it's kind of like Russian gymnasts. Yeah, they <laughs> no, become more like, human yeah. over time. I mean, yeah, uh, and, and the fact that they have, still have the ability to even make that, that you know, comment about, you know, we could have gone with an army of clones. Yeah. Uh, with a little kind of, you know, <laughs> throwback yeah. to the, oh, the freaking attack of the clones crap, yeah. probably. Uh, but the fact that they are relying on programmed human beings but that they have you know flaws still yeah human I, flaws I, I think it's a good that was a, the right way to go absolutely yeah. um what else anything that stuck out uh i, I, I want to kind of talk about the ending last right. i got and, one though and i and i want to and i want to conjecture okay I, uh, completely shamelessly and irresponsibly conjecture okay, well, i got i got one but Matt, first. i got i got just you talked about moments that kind of yeah. moved me i was really moved um, in the, uh, I guess the, her name is Maz, the owner of the the new yeah. canteen or whatever. I was really moved at the end, uh, the scene underground whenever uh, whenever Ray has just found the lightsaber or whatever, yeah. and she has that beautiful monologue, kind of getting rid of this stupid midichlorian crap right. and going back to what <laughs> yeah. the Force was, yes. where she's like, "It's all around you. It's here. It's there." It's well, that's all a direct around. line. She's right? the Yoda yeah. of Absolutely. this episode. Yeah, Yoda, Yoda, oh, yeah. Yoda had that Absolutely. beautiful monologue in Empire Strikes Back, where he explains what the Force is. We got away from it. In one, two, and three, and I had said, "I want us to go back to what." Yeah, the midichlorian. <laughs> I want us to go back to the beauty of what the Force was. So when she <laughs> delivered that monologue, that was a definite hair on my arm moment of like, "We're back to what the Force is." Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it was a direct lift. Absolutely. From yeah. from Yoda, right? Yeah. Yeah. From, from Yoda's Yoda. Empire monologue, or, or, or Obi Wan, or did Obi Wan say? No, it's, it's Yoda. Yoda. Okay. It's Yoda. Yeah. And it gives right. her that permission later to take control of it herself. She, uh, you know, we don't hear like the words come back over you know looming uh, over the sound to be like it's in all of us but she figures that out you know <laughs> yeah. and, that's right oh that's true absolutely they could have easily kind of brought some voice in it could have been luke's yeah. voice Close or somebody everything. Or, everything. I love, yeah. that would have been too on point also though, yeah because she yeah. hadn't met any jedi yet so right. she wouldn't exactly know she would you know you certainly right. start start hearing voices in your head i love the uh, moment she found out things on her own oh yeah oh i got a great trivia trying thing. it out <laughs> i got a great trivia well thing. i i, I tell you i mean before we uh, mine for me was that scene with kylo and and when you see him and that to me actually was a very good acting moment where where driver pulled it off mm-hmm. is is that he's not 
immediately showing his frustration. He's actually trying to hide the fact that he's being blocked and or that he is frightened. It's I think it's subtle enough until she says you're scared or you're frightened and that she was able to fight back. And he could not have ever expected that. He doesn't even know that Absolutely. she has the force you're in her until that. You'll never be Vader. Yes. Yeah, that was a great line. To me, man, that was that was one of my favorite so good. Yeah. Uh, 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 of any action sequence of the whole thing. That was a beautifully brilliantly written moment. Yep. And I loved that Ray's character got to be that. Yeah. Um where were we going? Uh for me I can I can tell you what I, I think I love most about this is and it's is that the real hero is a woman in this one. Yep. It's not a guy coming to rescue the woman. The Ray and this is what's really cool is like growing up with my friends and you know Halloween costumes, oh, I'm going to be Luke, Luke Skywalker. No, I want to be Han Solo. Han Solo's cooler than Luke Skywalker. Ray is both of them now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She gets to have the lightsaber and pilot the Falcon. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. And it they, doesn't get cooler than that. And they don't Jedi over smuggler. they don't overplay her toughness either. It's not like she's not some sort of constructed tomboy yeah. figure. The only thing felt slightly overwrought to me is the don't grab my hand joke that happened twice. If I got it once, it would have felt it I a little... I didn't, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind. Yeah. I think that okay. was that was a little kind of, hey, quit being sexist moment. And and yeah. I think that was fine. Which is great, yeah. But I think it's a little character establishment. But, sure. but yeah, I mean, they, they hammered that home a little Daisy bit. Daisy Ridley just walked that fine line, Michael, of what you just said, I mean, about, like, being able to show us that strong character without, like, going over the top. Like, mm-hmm. she moved really well as a Jedi. Yeah. You could believe that she could be a pilot, that she yeah. could that she could do a lightsaber. Yeah. She looked really natural she's not a in big, the role. She's not a big Amazon. No, I mean, she's, she's a no. slight woman. Yeah, not at all. And they even played into that where, like, she can't quite reach over to the co-pilot's oh, yeah, side. Right, yeah. You know, she's, like, a, she's tiny-ish. Yeah. But n- I never for a minute felt like... She she wasn't tough enough Such or wasn't cool strong enough. Uh, really brilliantly done. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so at the end, um, I, I was a, a, as close to tears as I've been in a long time in a movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I felt when she comes to the top, and I didn't think it was going to be as satisfying as it was. I thought it was going to be frustrating that we weren't going to get Luke. And and I think it was actually smart enough of them to make it very clear with Luke not being in the poster mm-hmm. and only a hand being in the trailer that we were set up for, oh, we're not going to get a lot of Luke in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this was and this was Harrison's yep. farewell and that's again pretty be. brilliant. Yeah. Pretty good well done. Absolutely. And in addition to that, the fact that there is a reveal and there is this kind of wizened weathered, mm-hmm. bearded... Uh, Almost you know, grizzled. Yes. G- yes. This is a very different Luke Absolutely. than we have His seen. Eyes he's become so, Obi-Wan. Yeah. And I'm, just, I'm getting chills just talking about yeah. it. I don't and, think he's and, become Obi-Wan, though, because Obi-Wan always had a twinkle in his eye. There was always, there was <laughs> right. always a little mystery. He definitely was, looked he, sad. In, 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 in both the uh, Ewan McGregor and the Alec Guinness one, the, Obi-Wan always had a twinkle in his eye. There was no twinkle in Luke's no, eye. No, Luke's, Luke's conflicted. Obi-Wan was resigned to his life. Um, Luke is con- Luke's going through some shit. Mm-hmm. There's some deep yeah. stuff going on there. And when she... Well, she comes to the top and and hands that lightsaber over to him, and they they have that moment. I, I was ready to I was ready to spill tears, yeah. and we don't know yeah. if he's going to take the lightsaber. All she does is hold it out. You know, yeah. it ends with that's just true. her holding it out. They, you know, he doesn't reach for it or anything. I think mm-hmm. that's that's what will be answered next. Is what what does Luke do with this? So there we go. That leads us to I guess the final round here. What's next? What do we think? Other than the fact that obviously Finn is. 
Lando Calrissian's son. <sighs> we uh, speculate. Damn toy R is on. Look, this reminds me of... I, look, I, it, when did uh, Empire come out? 1980? 80. Yeah. All right, so I'm in high school, all right? I'm older than everybody else in the room. I'm in high school. This is 1980. There is no internet. There is no... There's no nothing. I mean, we were still driving around in steam... Powered cars, okay? <laughs> there was no way of communicating with awesome. people. It doesn't sound awesome. Yeah, so, awesome. so uh, what was just called Star Wars had been out for a few years. Everybody had gone crazy on it, uh, over it. And the nerd universe, the nerd black market had sprung up. Odessa, Permian High School, Bruce Banner. That's literally his name. I'm wow. not kidding. He was given the name, the original name of, of Dr. Bruce Banner in the Hulk. Nice. His name is Bruce Banner was part of that like world he was in the you know the dark whatever the <laughs> the dark web <laughs> yes <laughs> that existed at the time and somehow got a hold of the script for no, empire strikes back no and wow. came to lunch one day two weeks before the movie came out and came up to our table and went you're not going to believe this but darth vader is luke's father <laughs> oh, <laughs> no and and it was and and here's what the reaction was like. Oh. It was like, oh, what? And then we look at him. It's like, oh no, it's fucking Bruce Banner. And we're yeah. like, and then we start thinking about the movie. And we're like, oh, that makes it. And then we're all looking. at And then it's like panics. Like, yeah, no! fuck you, man. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. So yeah. that moment, I didn't get to have in the theater. So oh, I remember that moment vividly and coming up with every other possible way of, of thinking that, no, there's no way, there's no way, Vader's a liar, Vader's a liar. But then, you know, even being 11 or 12 at the time, thinking, you know, Vader may be a lot of things, right. but he's not a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when he, there's still a nobility about him. Yeah. So uh, with the risk of being you. the Bruce Banner in people's lives and destroying whatever might come next, what do we think episode eight will be? Boy. I think. Think we'll pro- I think we'll probably get uh, some of the Kylo Ren backstory, uh, presuming, uh, well, presuming he survived. Which flashbacky, I think, in a way? Well, maybe, maybe a little flashbacky. I, I would like to see. It's never really happened that much. But really. we, we, we kind of need to figure out why he's decided to go dark. What happened in the intervening years. Right. Luke's tra- it happened during Luke's training. Yeah, and right. Luke fa- that's it's obviously one of Luke's biggest failures is that he was not able he, to he, take yeah. I mean, his, his sister. All the masters yeah. seem, to, seem to go through that problem. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I they need be, to get better instructors at that yeah. school. Yeah. <laughs> better get like, Snape or something rate. like that. Yeah. Snape or Dumbledore <laughs> should be able to do it. So it's obviously, yeah. obviously the next episode is going to be very Luke heavy. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. that's yeah. Right? This was, yeah, this oh, was Han's this, episode. That's Luke's episode. Yeah. I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see Luke training Ray, and very much in the same way. This one ended with the Supreme Leader, is that his name Supreme Leader, Commander saying whatever. Commander, whatever the Supreme Guy, right. saying, "Hey, train bring Kylo. bring Kylo Ren to me so I can finish his training." Yeah, Ray. I think, I think, Ray will. Try, that's it. Yeah, yeah Ray, I think Ray gonna, is going to look to Luke, Luke as her Yoda, basically. Yep. But it's, he's going to be a reluctant yep. trainer. He's going to resist. He's yep. finally going to give in because he realizes he has to because she's. Potentially going to save things. Um, and we're going to see a kick-ass Luke lightsaber fight 
against somebody. <laughs> against somebody. <laughs> somebody. Uh, what about what about this uh, uh, supreme command? What about this uh, yeah. figure that's supreme? Is leader. that Andy Circus? By the way, yeah, yeah it's it Andy, looks I'm, like I'm, I, I have the IMDb up here. Supreme leader Snook. Snooky, 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 Snooky. Wow! So, Supreme Leader Snooky. That's going to be the new the new Jersey reality show on MTV. <laughs> uh, the uh, Supreme Leader Snooky reality show. No, there's Snoke. There's more to him. Obviously, obviously. we know zero. Is about he really this that guy. big? <laughs> no, I'm being That's serious. That's the thing. That's the reveal. Is he really that he's, giant? Yeah. Or is, no, because it was a projection. Yeah. So it's like, is that his real size? He's going to be a tiny yeah, like little a demigod. Yeah, or? or when you see him, is he going to be a normal size? Yeah. I think he's uh, probably a normal size. He's <laughs> normal size. <laughs> I would hope. Okay, so that, yeah, that's a Toys R Us toy. That's a, yeah, oh, be, stop it with the toy. Uh, <laughs> that is the one thing that I'm a little wary of is that yeah. for so long we've been we've known that there are, and we don't know necessarily that or maybe we do know that Kylo Ren isn't Sith. Yeah. But and there have always always been two Sith, a right. master yeah. and a servant. Right. right. Good point. So is this Supreme Commander Sith? Or right. Is this, where did he is, go? Or is this yeah. something new? Because right. only the Sith can tap into the Absolutely. dark side. So there has there's some unanswered questions. Yeah, where did he come from? What was his where did his dark abilities come from? Who was right. his master? Yeah. All right. So we'll get some of that. Yeah, we'll get some of that. Um That's pretty much it. Yeah, you know, Leia, you know, Leia's around. She's you know. sad. She looked good in the movie, though. She looked good. Yeah. I thought she looked really good. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I know she was complaining about, like, all the weight loss and everything. You know, you, you, if you saw, like, her little press tour, she's like, oh, they made me lose so much weight. She looked great. I thought she looked great. I, she sounded great. I thought yeah. she she uh, w- was really fantastic yeah. in the movie. Well, uh, we, well, we obviously all had a similar experience, and it was extremely satisfying considering what Massive expectations are on this thing. Absolutely, yeah. satisfying Absolutely. is the key word. Yeah. It, so it will be picked apart. It will yep. be, uh, but it's you know they're gonna they're gonna have more than enough money to make <laughs> several more. We're gonna have plenty of spinoffs. Here's what I kind of love about it. It you know you can get a little too deep into it, but um, I, I love that there is this story. I mean, the whole idea of the force, which like you had mentioned, Matt, and we got away from the. The scientific aspect of it in, into more kind of the phil- philosophical aspect of it. I mean, what better time in the world for something like this to come out talking about the draw of the dark versus absolutely. the light? I mean, Amen. Amen. Yeah, I think maybe that's what's moving me the most is that it, it, what what it shows is that, and I think it, and they did this in the first trilogy that uh, good and evil, as much as we would love to think that it's that black and white so to speak it's not that there is a draw to both sides i think and that we balance that we balance. all have the yes. ability to lean into one direction or the other and with all that's going on in the world one right directions now, in the movie no yeah. no ah. they, they were in the cantina the theme, scene they, they do the, the theme song yeah. oh the reggae the, cantinas yeah. cantina song how, how much how great was it that they basically kind of gave us a new cantina yeah, and actually exactly. made it really fun but yeah. reggae <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Okay. So. That Lynn Manuel guy, the guy who did Hamilton, <laughs> yeah. he wrote that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I got a another great flute. trivia thing. Can yeah. I do that before you wrap up? Yeah, I've oh, got. Wait. I've got. I'll add two more to okay. that. Great trivia thing. So the stormtrooper. Do you know this one? The stormtrooper. You know, whenever, whenever uh, Ray, you know, does the, the Jedi mind trick on the stormtrooper and makes him mm-hmm. uh, take off her her chains and then drop the gun. Right. You know who it is? I do. You do? I do. What? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Whoa, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's excellent. <laughs> now, did you guys know where Simon Pegg was in the movie? No. no. Somebody said it, but I didn't know. Uh, I forget his name. It was the guy who was riding the half beast, half like helmeted cyborg who was, monster who, who was, was trying who, to take a... Uh, who had BB... BB... BB-88. Oh, 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 Simon Pegg? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Uh, that was great. Also, okay, BB-88... 
the voice credit goes to Bill Hader and Ben Schwartz and Ben Schwartz. Oh, yes, nice. and I'd love to see the behind the scenes on that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Nonsense they're saying. <laughs> and from episode number one of Snark Monkey, as well as uh, the Clone Wars, listed in the credits of Star Wars: The Force Fucking Awakens, James Arnold Taylor. Yep. <laughs> Fellow snarker. You mean the voice of, of Titus from Final Fantasy X? <laughs> yes, that yes. Is that who you're talking about? He yes. texted me earlier. He was hoping to be here, but he did uh, tell me that, um, and this confuses me. Maybe you guys can tell me what this means. Um, he was various voices. Oh, okay. Uh, various voices. Stormtroopers, people in the background. And he said something about um, he was supposed to be the voice of Obi-Wan, but they had Ewan do it. Oh, Wait, now, when, did, when did Obi-Wan come? I don't even remember. Now, that. that's what I'm wondering. Maybe it was in that flashback. So much happened oh, in her yeah. little flashback scene. Seriously. You need to see it again to but he notice said, all but, the but stuff. But Ewan didn't get a credit. That was his final comment. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, obviously, for many reasons, we all got to go see it again. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, I'm seeing it again tonight. Absolutely. Right, well, th- guys, thanks for the special edition. Oh, if thank you. you. If you can say those words, connected to Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. Was, exactly. Ah! Our special edition without all the terrible effects. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, may the snark be with you guys. Uh, Matt Johnson, where can people find you? Boom. Uh, go. You can uh, always go to my website, mattjohnsonprojects.com, and uh, check out my new podcast, GetNewFrequency.com. Yes, absolutely. Which Larry's done. Mikey, uh, Blind Reviews, still going strong? Uh, at Blind Reviews on Twitter and uh, on uh, House Hunters about once every three weeks. And yep. Alexander Morgan, alexandermorganmusic.com, yes. the new album For the King, yes. which is fantastic. It's all about Star Wars. Actually, there's a song on it called Ranker. Which has nothing to do with the Rancor really? monster. Wait, that's from yeah, that's from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that, that is. <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, all right, Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Why don't yeah, you Jedi. just say it is? Yeah. All right. And yeah, how's that? Know, how's Instagram. that new song coming? Professor, uh, Supreme Leader Snork. Is that <laughs> going to be a good song? Snork. His is name's it Snork? changed nine times since we've been here. <laughs> I don't know. Harry right. Crocker. <laughs> I think we can all agree that he is our least favorite character in this movie, and he, so far he He's better step up in Episode Eight. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> gentlemen. Thank you so much. We'll do it again in three years. Yes. See you all then. That's. I do not want to see you until then. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. All right. Get a monkey. Get a monkey. Get a monkey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.